Welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Saturday, December 11th. Uh, this is episode 156. I'm Tony. I'm Dennis. What? This is a day too soon. It is a day too soon. I have family stuff going tomorrow <gasps> that would have pushed our record time to like in the evening and I'd probably be asleep by then. So. Yeah. You're very tired lately. So tired. That's I've, I've literally fallen asleep on the couch multiple times after work in the last couple of weeks. That so, doesn't sound like you've been getting a lot of gaming done then. Not a lot. Uh, I finished my, I successfully finished my Battletech, my have my modded Battletech campaign, uh, last weekend. And that's about all I've really done. I played a little Space Marine too. Hmm. And there'll be some timely reference to that later on. Yeah, I didn't play Space Marine (laughs) 2. No, I played Space Marine as well. Right. Yeah. T-O-O-2. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, I can't say, other than I've not fallen asleep on the couch. In fact, I don't remember last time I had fallen asleep on the couch. But um, I've not been accomplishing very much. I had a, you know, as you know, I had a medical procedure come up. So I couldn't go to the 403 Club tournament because they required me to COVID test before the procedure. And then they were like, okay, between now and the procedure, you have to self-quarantine because we don't want you to get COVID Obviously. in the meantime. So I was like, okay, so I'll honor that. So I couldn't go and play pinball like I would planned yeah. on Saturday because that was like rapid. They were like on Thursday, they're like, we want to do this on Monday. So yeah. I'd, I'd planned on going and then I took a nap and then I woke on up on the from couch the, on the couch. <laughs> okay, good. As long as it's on the couch, that makes it okay. And then I woke up from the nap and I was like, oh, oh, it's like. 30 some odd minutes up there and I it's like I, 410. I hope Will and Mary Kay didn't message you being like where are you? No. Me? I got no, no, no messages. One, I, no one I, cared I, about me. I said I, it was on my list. I was going to. I was like yeah I think I'm going to do that but I'm going to take a little nap because I'm kind of sleepy today. And then I woke <laughs> up and it was like 4 o'clock. Yeah. Like yeah no not going to make that. So uh I haven't been doing a ton of gaming the last couple of weeks especially the last week. A little bit. I've done a few like four to six runs on Hades. I'll do like one or two a night uh, on some nights. And then uh, a little bit of Battlefield 2042. I think I did one one night of Halo. Have you learned to fly a jet yet? No. I already can fly. I have evidence on uh, Facebook.com. So the last click the gamers podcast. Just only watch the first five seconds of the video. You know, it, and that's all you need. Now, know. if you'd actually like crashed and killed a bunch of guys, you could have been said totally on purpose. You know... That was back when I was still playing against PC people, so they were cheating and probably shot me down. I just didn't realize it. <laughs> very, it was very unfair, uh, which is the way of Battlefield sometimes. So, um, now that's it for intro. So I think we can go ahead. We're gonna actually have quite a bit of video game stuff. I'm so sorry. So I'm gonna keep the pin. Well, it's not. It's not all that because the Game Awards, right? Well, it's gonna give us some. I think some fun fodder. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. So did uh, actually, I'll ask about it. I, well, no, I'll ask now. Even though we're going to the pinball. Did you watch the game awards when it was on? Not when it was on. Okay. Also, not after it was on. I watched all the major reveals because right. I don't actually care about the game awards. It, it's it's so funny to me at this point because I've I don't know if I've seen it every year. I think so. And I, I watched it live three hours. Well, it ran about ten minutes long, which wasn't as bad as sometimes is. Right. Um. They have de-emphasized the awards so much. It's like Jeff Keeley goes out there and a few instances would run through multiple awards in under 60 seconds. And then it's all, it's really just trailer. It's like our new E3. It is. It's just a bunch which of Which is fine. It's which actually is the I'm part watching, I like. Right? It's which the only what, thing I care yeah, about. That's why I'm watching too. It's just, I think it's funny 
because, and this has come up a little bit in pinball, like with the planning, I've been working on the planning for the pinball industry awards again. And sometimes there have been comparisons to our desire to do things like the game awards has been a concept and it's an okay concept, except I don't see how you do it in pinball because you'd have to get all these manufacturers to be willing to reveal new stuff at your show. And we don't have that. Well, no right. one has that pool in pinball. Like the shows can't even expo can't even do that. <laughs> you get, you get a first look of, uh, you know, Cactus Canyon, which we already had announced before that. That, that's the best they could do. Yeah. The biggest, you know, most prestigious show of all time. There's no way an award show in pinball has the strength to actually, you know, pull that, the, the power it would take. The unlimited power. I don't have that power. So. It, it's because pinball is still such a small group with such a limited number of releases. Mm. Right. That they, they don't want to share the limelight or the space with anybody else. Well, and so the thing is that the awards just need to celebrate the awards and just, you just have to accept it's not going to be this event that, because as you noted, the event, the iron, the irony of calling it the game awards is most of the people there don't care at all about the awards. We're just wanting to watch trailers. That's what you know, we want to see new stuff. That's, and we're going to get into that because that, there was some pretty exciting There was some stuff. really exciting stuff. So let's do pinball where there's not exciting stuff. Well, there's so much exciting stuff. In there pinball. is for the first thing. So congratulations to Tony who annihilated me. Yeah, I, 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 I jammed I, it in I, and I, broke it off. Yes, it's still in there. It hurts. <laughs> it's wrong. But I, I, I personally would like to thank Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> That's my my angry Godzilla roar. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it was that, but it may have been. Uh, obviously, we take we alternate on the selections for a reason because. Otherwise, right. I wanted Godzilla. I also wanted Demolition Man. Doesn't matter. That's not how it works. So Tony won uh, with 76% of the vote. And for a, rem a reminder, his Build-A-Bank was Stern Godzilla, Getaway, Demolition Man, and World Poker Tour. And mine was uh, Jurassic Park by Stern, BSD, or Bomb, Bomb Stoker's mm -hmm. Dracula, Firepower, and Dr. Doom. So I, I was thinking about this after the last episode mm. and after I saw the opening place of the poll, I think I know what your mistake was. What was my mistake? I think it was Jurassic Park. <laughs> that was my Godzilla roar, but pretend it was a raptor. I, I, I think, I think they go, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> go on, <laughs> go on. I think it was too close of a title to Godzilla where Godzilla's so obviously, I think if you'd gone something slightly older or something slightly different in the top 10, maybe not another L one, it would have hmm. worked out a little better for you. Maybe, maybe I, uh, I'm not, I'm not sold that that's right, but, right. but uh, well, I hadn't thought about, I had not thought about that. I, 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 my theory is different because I also looked, cause I got early on. Right. It was just like, Oh yeah, no. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm no. Like rolled. after the first like two days, it was. It I was... knew after the first two hours <laughs> when I well, saw the initial. I my percentage did, and incidentally, I was I was a little surprised. This is not the biggest margin ever. I did one time win with eighty percent, right? But and I don't remember. I don't remember what bank. These are all, and actually, I already have updated our uh, eclecticgamers.com. We do have a page of build the bank results, mm -hmm. so people can go and look at all the past ones. And this one's already in there. Uh, I put that up uh, actually before we started recording. Uh, like yesterday. So the, um, uh, two things. One would be 
it's possible, though I'm not sure, that Godzilla alone, maybe, maybe, in which case there would be nothing I could do. So let's set that aside because I'm not sure that's right. Well, I think, no, and see, that's thing is, I think, I don't think it was just Godzilla. I think it was a good, solid bank. Your bank was very good. In fact, all of the games you named, I would enjoy owning. Yes. In fact, I think they're all on my wish list. And I probably made a blunt. I mean, there were a couple of blunders I could think I made. I, I, I agree with my BSD pick over getaway still. Um, here's where I think I made a mistake. I have forgotten my audience. Tony, I'm going to blame the people. I'm going to oh, blame the voters. That's the way to do it. Blame yeah. the voters. Well, they're the ones who made the choice. I didn't vote. So here's what happened. I come from a world, Tony. And that, remember a world, I come from a world of real pinball people that appreciate the history of pinball. Your smart move was you took nothing older than D&D. I took Firepower and I took Dr. Dew. And those things are too old for these newbies, these plebes, and they're... I would have taken Firepower. And it, was, it, was well, on, it, it, was, it was on my short list. Well, you took Demo Man and I would have taken Demo Man over Firepower. Yeah. Uh, and... And here it is. So here we are. You've got, I mean, plus you had the Stallone. I mean, someone commented that the, was the reason alone to support you. So they voted <laughs> for you for Demo Man. And that sort of stuff happens. But I'm just like, nope, System 11, numeric games. What the, what was I thinking? That's not what the people, these people just buy new in box $20 billion games now. They don't want old stuff. They don't actually play. They don't care about the past. That was my mistake. I didn't pander. I should have full on pandered. Should have pandered. And that was my, that's on me. Cause I used to. I used to pander with the best of you. That used to be your number one criticism of, of my build a basis. <laughs> Dennis, you were just picking stuff that the lowest common denominator is going to support. You're like, these aren't games you would buy. You're just paint by numbers winning. I'm like, no, I love these games. I love them. I love these games. But I actually really I liked mean, your, your bank. Your bank's so. not your, but your, your bank, the only thing. I like my bank, but I, I would, I mean, if I was like, Dennis, would you rather own the bank you picked or would you rather own the bank Tony picked? I would rather own the bank you picked. I would have had to have voted for you if I had voted. That's the sad irony of that, the whole that, thing. That is so, the sad irony. It was a really irony. good bank. But I'm going to blame the people not liking older games. And uh, I've learned my lesson. If at all possible, LCD. And if I can't do that, DMD. And if I can't do that, give up. <laughs> That's what I've learned here. And we're not <laughs> playing Build a Bank today. We got too much, we got too much gaming stuff. Um, so, so what are you going to do when we do an Ian build a bank again? <laughs> I, I'm going to have to get the ones that are moddable. With I don't know. People won't vote in the EM ones. You get the turny people will vote and go, why didn't you pick Doodlebug? Everyone says Doodlebug is the Doodlebug. You got Doodlebug. I like Doodlebug. Everyone likes Doodlebug. It's so, it's like, it's just, I, I, I respect that choice a little bit more than, oh, what's your favorite EM? Oh, Grand Prix. Oh, way to put no thought in. Spinners. Wow. It what is a read. fun game. It is, but I don't, now I don't <laughs> want to like it though, because everyone's like, that's the one thing they reached for. Like, oh, you, oh, so you, now you're hipster, Dennis. Oh, <laughs> oh, I don't like this because don't other you, people like don't this. You, don't you dare call me hipster, Dennis. Other people like this, so I don't like this. <laughs> oh, I'm too good for Grand Prix. <laughs> Never mind that it is such a fun, I mean, it's, it's not, fun, but, it's just spinners. But, but Any game can be it's a, a symmetrical spinner. spinner layout. It's like, don't pretend. Next it's thing a, you're going to do is you're oh gonna tell God. me that you're a fan of Centigrade. <laughs> Half the thing's not even a machine. 
It's just, uh, it's just there. Why do I? Bother? Oh, why do I? I liked pinball before it was popular. <laughs> it's just so burned out did. now. I did. though. <laughs> Gosh darn it, I did. I was there before it was cool. All y'all came in and ruined it. You ruined it. Now the games are too expensive. Damn it, now I need to find an artist to do your picture with a man bun. <laughs> no, don't talk about I'm a samurai. He's got, a, got a the samurai. man bun. Just hipster Dennis. Yeah. This is horrible. This is, we're moving on. All right. I liked pinball before it was cool. <laughs> you leave me and my skinny jeans alone. <laughs> Okay. We need to go get you an earring and a tattoo. <laughs> we need to get you. It looks like a pinball machine, but it's all done in just the tribal designs. Oh. So it doesn't look like it recognizes. It's just like a tribal you, pinball you machine on your like arm. I a kanji character that just says air. <laughs> but I could say it's a reference to air, air ball. I do air ball. No, we just need, we need to get the kanji version that just says tilt. <laughs> okay. All right. There isn't really any pinball news, as you could probably <laughs> tell. Um, so, I'll, and we've got a lot of video game stuff, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time, but I, I did want to have something with some substance. So I tried to come up with a discussion topic, and I, I think I have one. It won't take us very long, but it was something that I've been seeing a lot lately in discussions about pinball. And I somewhat agree with it in a way is there's been a refrain that, you know, pinball has become really good now. Like the quality of the games, the quality of the rules, quality of the layouts has stepped up more than a notch at this point to such a degree that there aren't really any quote-unquote misses anymore. That all pinball is winning pinball. That's why it's all selling out. That's why when people give reviews, they all give a bunch of B pluses. <coughs> uh, you know, and that's like, it's just everything is above. It's weird because it's way like the average is increased, but we treat it all as above average. Is that really true, though? What are your thoughts? I... I think it, the stuff that's big and it's popular now, it's popular because it's new. I I agree. I agree that drives a lot of it. And theme I has been driving a lot of it, too. There are good quality games. There are totally good quality games. There are good themes. There's also crap games. And some of them are still incredibly popular. And it's because they're the current new hotness. It's one of the reasons I have issues with, like, the top 100 lists. Mm. Uh Uh... And it's not just like in pinball, it's top 100 movies, top 100 video games. If they don't include a weighting system, uh, that basically, uh, uh, reduces the impact of, uh, votes for something that just came out, I consider it less realistic because all, so much of it is the right now, oh, this is the new hotness. This is the hype thing. So I don't think that, um, I don't think it's a problem that there's that, pinball has become really good i think that there's a pretty much no matter what it is is seen as great even mm. when it's not okay yeah that's an interesting theory uh i think it definitely has a, a play in it i i'm gonna go a little more simplistic i guess in my and how i think this view is i think the main thing is that stern has stepped up its game and as the largest produce like they're coming out with with better developed code. I mean, they brought in a lot of people that are are tournament experienced to work on code at this point. You know, like Tim Sexton, mm -hmm. Raymond Davidson, uh, adding that voice, and then of course their their design teams. They haven't had a big layout miss 
So like the biggest layout miss that they had in recent memory was WWE, I would say. Like nothing yeah. else in my mind. I mean, like the biggest criticism of a game like Led Zeppelin is it's so barren, but not that the layout itself is garbage. Um, can you think of a more recent like uh, I, I, you're I those can't because it's a podcast you can't see Tony's face is such that he's thinking there I'm is thinking a, there that is, there is just, a clunker there, there there's more recent but he's not sure what I'm it not was. I'm not I'm trying to I mean Guardians layout was good I liked it, Guardians it started, layout it started with bad code but, but it got, once it, it had got the there. code yeah it got there um um the you know. I, I don't care for the layout of Led Zeppelin, but mostly just because I feel like there's nothing to do except fan out. But uh, Deadpool is a great layout. I, you know, I think it was really well respected what Gomez did with that design. Um, you know, Ghostbusters had some criticism of the of the flipper gap, but it was a very popular game. Uh, yeah, for me, WWE was the last really big stern miss in the in the layout sense. And and rules wise, I, I can't remember the last game that I mean, even WWE ended up, as I understand, I didn't play it with this latest code, but it even ended up with decent rules. So I think the code in the end, one you know, once you get to 1.0, has even been more consistent than the than the layouts were. But WWE was the I can't think of any LCD era game where the layout was like, oh my gosh. You know, there are little things like there were issues with the Demogorgon toys initially on, right. on the, and again, we can cite things like that. There are issues with the premium LE turtles games and the gliders. I've seen multiple people saying they've had to either reattach or, or like try and spot weld their glider back together. So there's still points of failure, but it is a physical game. Now, looking at it, I think you're right. I think WWE is the newest because the ones that I was thinking of predate WWE. And so. Here, here to you know, kind of finish out that thought is because Stern has gotten their consistency so much better, and they're such a dominating force of the market. That's where this perception comes from. Now let's set them aside and remember, like the Mafia game from Team Pinball, which people looked at and were like, at least at the price point, there was like zero interest right. for it. Cosmic Carnival. That company folded their pinball side of their of their division because that game was as I understand, an abomination in terms of operation. Plus, the layout didn't make a ton of sense. We know that Thunderbirds has gotten a lot of criticism for some of its layout choices. Some people are supportive of it, but other people are, are ju- judgmental. Some people are supportive of everything. Sure. And there are also a lot of people that will jump on in and have not done, you know, haven't really played Thunderbirds, and they just say it because they've heard it too. So right. I, I want to factor that in. And very, very recently, Halloween. I mean, I know Halloween some diehards is... who are, are diamond-handing that. Either are over theme or they're not. This is me. And this is a little judgmental, but we're a podcast. They're not real players. Most of the high end, like competitive players I have known have universally hated this game. They have all sold it or want to sell it and are afraid of just taking too big of a bath in the market. Right. That's a miss that, that we don't see that happen with Godzilla. No, we didn't see that happen with Aerosmith, but we see that happen with this game. That means there's something up with the layout, in my view, having not played it. So I'm not saying, you know, maybe it would appeal to me. Doesn't, you know, from the video of it, I don't think so, but it's just. So I think there are still misses that are are. going on. I I mean, I think Spooky's had several misses in their, in their lineup. I think JJP's had several. It's a, it's sort of a, yeah. Um, and for me, it's mostly in particular layout. 
Uh, but you know, it depends. I mean, that's one of the criticisms some people have with JJP and the rules and the, some of the games feel like it's all multi-ball city. Uh, well, obviously that's a big GNR complaint, but I know some people said the same about Hobbit. Like they like the layout, but it's just like multi-ball into multi-ball into multi-ball. There are all these modes and they all feel the same. Um, <clears throat> and we've seen that with, with, you know, again, it depends what you want from code. That was a complaint from Star Trek code too, is it's all chase the blinky lights, but you know, relatively respected layout. I think it's Steve's best, but so anyway, yeah. So there, I, so my, my take on that is it seems like I do think the quality overall has improved from say a decade ago in terms of rules, layout, overall game, but there still are misses. I'd say one area where we've seen pretty much universal improvement is the art. And that's probably helped it. That has helped. helped and I agree with that. I mean, Halloween looks good. Yes. Cosmic Carnival looked great. I mean, so even some games that, that miss in other ways, visually, I totally understand why when people see them, they want them in the collection. Right. There are plenty of games out there that are, um, subpar players, but look so good. Lebowski, well, not necessarily, I've heard pretty good things about the gameplay of Lebowski, but problems with the company aside, great art package. Aliens, even the new Pinball Brothers Alien, a lot of complaints about it, them going down all the time. Looks great, though. Artistically. Right. Rob Zombie. Looks Hor- amazing. Horrid game. Terrible great game. Great art package. Um, so that's what I think it is. I think some of the quality things have stepped up, but there are still misses. But the market's so hot right now, it's really hard to see it initially because practically, unless you do like the mafia thing, you just go way on the extreme. Most of the stuff is instantly selling out. Mostly. Not always. I mean, they're still making Beatles because I guess there's finally more demand and they didn't finish the runoff initially. So, and that's a fun game. I mean, it's just too much. Uh, yeah. That's just, just too I much think money. it was just too much for what it was. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the game. Just out of curiosity, I looked it up. Rob Zombie is 162 on Penn Sites rankings. That seems very generous. That was my thought. I mean, it literally, I mean, let's look at it. I never played the latest code on it. I think I played the prior to final code, uh, but it was not, I, in my opinion, it was not fun. Let, let, let's just go with a few games on either side of it. 159, tie, F14 Tomcat and Star Trek Data East from 91. I 161, Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Oh, I'd put that way higher than that. 162, Zombie. Break Shot and Rob Zombie. 164, Frontier. <gasps> 165, Phantom of the Opera. 166, Gorgar. Every single one of those games is better than Rob Zombie. I'd, I'd say most of them are. I don't have enough time on Star Trek, uh, Data East to say on it, cause I've only played it like three times, but, um, and I don't think I played Phantom, but uh, I have played the rest. And there's I no agree. way. For, I mean, honestly, I think Frontier beam—that's my cricket sound—beam any higher than like the one thirty, one forty range is kind of wrong. It's a really good game. It's such it's a, a good a really game. Good. But again, part of it is we look at it from a competitive lens, right? And that's uh, and a part of it's that it only has sixty ratings. As opposed to Rob Zombie's 140 ratings. Yeah, but how many people voted Rob Zombie because they bought it? And, you know, this is the where the suspicions come in on the Pinside ratings. Bought it and then voted up because they needed to try and move it. And that could be. Now, you want it to look good. You know, that's one thing. I have never gone into the Pinside's top 100 and rated a single game. Mm, I have. 
it's been a long time since I've done so, but I used to go and actually I have a few under my, uh, my user handle. I have a few fairly detailed reviews. I tried to write up like detailed reviews of them. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think I've only ever, I don't know if I've done any that I didn't own, but I've done several games that I've owned and tried to provide some, some, I hoped quality feedback. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Well, that was it for the discussion topic. So before we move on, I only have one more thing. Our, our very popular rumor corner. Rumor corner. I'm dancing. Yeah, they don't see it, but they can't see it. But I'm dancing. That's right. It's it's the new Britney. She dance. I don't know. I know. We leave her alone now. We leave Uh, Britney alone now. Finally, Uh, she's allowed. She's allowed to decide if she can buy makeup at Target or not. Yes. Yes. A right I've had forever. (laughs) So the um. Okay. There's been a lot of discussion. In this, in the realm of rumors, there's been a lot of discussion lately, uh, that just recently, to at least what I heard recently coming up about that Stern next game, not Rush, but the game after Rush, because Rush is expected to be announced any day now. I keep hearing December. That's not, mm-hmm. I'm not counting that as a, we're in rumor corner, but that's not the big rumor I'm giving people that the game after that is Venom, comic book themed Venom, not based off the Sony movies. Okay. I, I'm like, yeah, well, it probably will do fine. It's a very, it's a pretty popular character. I, I it's, a, uh, yeah, it's a super popular. It'll character. sell off of art. Uh, and, but that's not the rumor I'm mentioning here either. That's been, we want, I'm trying to, I can't always do it, but I'm trying to give people the juiciest rumors, the, nu, the, the, the chicky nuggies rumors mm. coming from the chicky nuggie tree. Cause I'm pretty sure that those are vegan and they grow via tree. Mm, so salami tree. So here's the thing. Here's the rumor that I think is the juicy one that's an exclusive for, for EGP to offer up to our listeners. There is a rumor circulating that James Bond for Stern. Now, that's not new either. That's not a new rumor. The I've rumor is not only is it it is still in the works, supposedly, and also supposedly 2022. So maybe after Venom, maybe after the Kapow, and then, you know, be the December cornerstone. Who knows? I don't know. Again, it's a rumor. It could very well not be true. Here's the juicy part of James Bond, though. My freshest rumor indicates that Stern is in talks with Pierce Brosnan to do the callouts for it. I would be very okay with that. I think a lot of people will. So, and the reason why I think that's exciting, especially for people that really want a James Bond pinball machine, is one, actually getting an actor who played James Bond is huge. It's so rare that we actually get a yeah, we get we get excited when some side character does the Game of Thrones call out or right. Like who's the who's the biggest call out? Per, I mean, getting the actual comic uh, or video game voice actor to do Deadpool was a pretty big deal, right? For Stern, uh, you know they got they didn't get Chris Pine to do Star Trek. It was cool that they got you know McCoy to do Star Carl Trek. Carl Urban, for, yeah, yeah, Urban, yeah. For that, you sort of you know it's usually like a side side oh, right. supporting right. character, like like, like so, John Reese Davies doing right, Lord right. of the Rings and. Right. And, you know, I don't, on some of these other ones, I don't, you know, the Cooper, whoever doing it for, St- I don't watch Stranger Things, but whoever, the sheriff did the Stranger Things call. It, so I'm yeah. pretty sure he's not the star. Uh, I know he's some people's favorite. Yeah. I know, but that's just like, uh, well, we'll, we'll touch on the video games. Like with the expanse, you know, one of my favorite characters is getting a video game, but she's not seen as the main character. Right. So, so, um, so I think the more, well, that's exciting because people love that. I think what is more telling is if Pierce is doing the callouts, 
I think this indicates that the Bond pinball machine covers multiple films. I can see that. Because there's no logical reason. I mean, the last James Bond game was GoldenEye. Okay, yeah. If you want, that would, if we were in the era of GoldenEye, having him do callouts and it be about GoldenEye makes total sense. We're just now wrapped, wrapped up with the Daniel Craig Bond, though. So now having Pierce, we could be talking about the whole, the whole series. Well, yeah. It's surely got to be multi-generational if this rumor is true. Because why else go back to Pierce? If you want to do all the Craig Bonds, you'd want Craig or you get some side character that, you know, most likely. But so anyway, just a rumor. I don't. I, I, I really like it. It'd be really nice. I think it would be awesome. Um, but if they were to get a side character instead of Pierce Brosnan, I can think of one that I, I would very much almost prefer to mm. having a bond that would let you go across multiple James Bonds. Judy Dench? Judy Dench. Probably too hard to get. Oh, I know. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan's going to be way cheaper to get yeah, than Judy Dench. I think, so. I think so. Pity that. I haven't heard any Judy Dench rumors, but, that, that would be, but that's a good point because she played M for Pierce and, and for Daniel. Yeah. So, yeah, that would be pretty cool. But anyway, so that's Rumor Corner. Are you not rumor-tained? I'm rumor-tained. Throwback. There you go, Chris. All right, Tony. Video games. Ah. <sighs> Surely okay. this time we had fun. No, we had fun. No. Surely yeah. this time there's nothing in the realm of Activision that we have to talk. Well, we have to talk about. Yeah, you couldn't even say that with a straight face. Aww. Oh, Activision Blizzard! I actually can't read the my initial notes because this is a child friendly. Yeah, uh, yeah. your initial notes. I, Tony's probably seeing. I've had my pen in my hand for a while now because I thought. Oh dear. The censorship beep is gonna have to get deployed. Yeah, no, I can't I can't <laughs> extensively. It's, oh yeah. It's bad. It's so bad. Um I'm just hitting a few of the I'm not this has been a really bad couple of weeks in the video game stuff for overall. Mm. I'm basically just gonna hit some of the Activision Blizzard because it's what we've been covering. I consider it the current biggest ongoing thing. We'll see what comes out of it. And then we'll talk about happy stuff. Okay. So, first, uh, Raven Software, one of the Call of Duty developers, mm -hmm. uh, part of Activision uh, for a long time, since like the 90s, I think, is when they got picked up by uh, Activision. I think, I think you may be right, though. They didn't, they're much they, more recent to working on Call of they, Duty. They weren't doing Call of Duty originally, right, but right. I mean, they've been in, they're a long time Activision mm -hmm. studio. Uh, but they've just become one of the trio of, uh, Call of Duty people, um, has apparently been telling their quality assurance team that there were raises coming and they were right. They are giving raises, but they're also laying off like a third of the team. Oh, to give the others a raise though. Oh, and they're bringing them on full time. It's great. Oh, uh, some of them are going to be absorbed by Activision and so Raven's going to be hired some of them permanently. Uh, according to the initial re, Reports from the first week, about 30% of the QA staff is being let go. That's a lot. And, I mean, it's a lot. In the grand scheme of thing, the numbers aren't like when they released, you know, a thousand people after having their greatest year ever uh, in 2019, 2020, when they did that. Right, right. But it's still, yeah, no, it, it, for, for, a time, for a small team, dumping a third of them. Um, but at least the ones that stay on will be rich. 
Oh, right? God. They're going to be rich, right, Tony? Uh, those that are remaining are receiving raises. You said, yes. That, that take them from $17 an hour to eighteen fifty an hour. Oh. Hmm. I mean, okay, here's the thing. What, what's the thing, Tony? We hire people straight out of high school with zero experience for $20 an hour. So that so. you can go get a job for twenty dollars an hour driving a forklift or throwing packages at right. an Amazon and that's warehouse. Forty one and a half thousand dollars a year. Right. Uh so for these people with the kind of crunch time that they go under where they're sometimes spending months of sixty and eighty hour weeks and being treated like crap. For what amounts to nothing. Yeah. I mean, uh, they worked uh, 20, 80 hours a year, standard 40-hour week. That would be about 38,500. Yeah. According to my calc. So, so that's... I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just... When I saw the numbers floating around, I was kind of shocked. Because we can't... I mean, even at $20 an hour, we used to, we used to start people... When I started, it was $15 an hour. Right. But that was years, years ago. ago. And we had to increase it because you couldn't hire anybody at that. Even at $20 an hour, most of the applicants we put in for, we get a bunch of people that say no because they won't work for less than $25 an hour. Uh, that's been happening a lot lately. So it's just a matter of, I, I just cannot believe that all of this and the kind of crunch time and overtime and stuff they're working for for that little of money. So even though they showed great you know, they had their best third quarter. They had a better third quarter than 2020 this year. Uh, they're, they're still going through this doing layoffs. The QA testers and some of the other developers at Raven have started staging a walkout and a strike. Mm. I know there have been a number of walkouts lately at Activision. Various yeah. elements of it. Right. And so this is another ongoing one, which leads into... The fact that uh, there is an Indiegogo out there now raising money to help pay these people that are on strike since they're obviously not getting paid since they're not working. Right. And they're not in a union. And they're not in a union. But there's also uh, the what was a quiet behind-the-scenes push for unionization has come to the forefront with mm. it being actively talked about both internally and in public now. Uh, about uh, putting together a union support by the Communications Workers of America union, uh, tying them in. Uh, and it's gotten to be big enough that Activision Blizzard has gone out and they've done the obvious thing for a major company that finds out that large numbers of their people are talking about unionizing. It's time to start union busting. Mm, yeah, so this week... They released, you know, uh, 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 an email to the entire workforce that's a flat-out union-busting email that, yeah. that they put out. Because, you know, um, Bobby Kotick is working on filling in his evil 
bingo card. He's got to <laughs> just tick all the boxes. He's got to be getting close to this. I mean, threatening to kill employees, ignoring sexual harassment. I wondered if uh, he wrote it, this email and then had this other employee. Send I've it wondered out. because that's what it turned out that other one was. I'm going to read this email real quick. It's long. I apologize, but I just can't bring myself not to put this out. It's uh, a, the, the, the text of the email is as follows. Everyone, such a great opening. Mm. Just, just everyone. Yeah, it went to all of them. Everyone, at Activision Blizzard, we are working hard to create a more inclusive, supportive, and rewarding environment. And thanks to your input, we are making progress. In the past few months, we've announced that we are converting nearly 500 temporary workers to full-time employees at Activision Publishing Studios, and we have increased wages for a large portion of temporary workers and added paid time off benefits. We introduced a zero-tolerance harassment policy and waived required arbitration of sexual harassment and discrimination claims. We have made significant commitments to increase gender diversity and are dedicating $250 million to accelerate opportunities for diverse talent across the industry. We have more to do, and we believe that direct dialogue between management and employees is essential to the success of Activision Blizzard. As you may have seen yesterday, there was a communication supported by the Communication Workers of America that asked employees to sign and submit union authorization cards. I want to be clear about this, and this is in bold in the email. Mm. The leadership of Activision Blizzard supports your right under the National Labor Relations Act to make your own decision about whether or not to join a union. So we totally say this is your right. Yeah, I added that last little part. Yeah, they they clearly (laughs) want to make clear that they're not trying to say they want to be a They don't want to break the law. They don't want to break the law. They don't want to break the law. The email continues. As you make this decision for your future, we ask only that you take time to consider the consequences of your signature on the binding legal document presented to you by the CWA. Once you sign that document, you will have signed over to CWA the exclusive right to represent you for the purpose of collective bargaining concern concerning all terms and conditions of employment. That means that your ability to negotiate all of your own working conditions will be turned over to the CWA just as the document says. Achieving our workplace culture aspirations will best occur through active, transparent dialogue between leaders and employees that that we can act upon quickly. That is the better path than simply signing an electronic form offered to you by a CWA or awaiting the outcome of a legally mandated and regulated bargaining process sometime in the future. If we fail to achieve the workplace goals that we have set forth, if we fail to do the things we've committed to doing, then of course you will still always have the right to engage with and vote for CWA. But we are confident that we will make the progress we've previously pledged to make and create a workplace for you that we all can be proud of. As always, we recommend or we welcome outreach with concerns or ideas to help make improvements. And there are multiple avenues internally for dialogue, both direct and anonymous. Yay. Yay. So it's totally, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We said we'd do things and even though there's no visible movement on any of the things we said we'd do. Mm-hmm. And all these stories keep coming out about all these bad things. Don't look after your own rights. Just trust yeah. us. Trust Bobby. Yeah. Trust Bobby. I always enjoy the strategy, uh, which they, you know, there are a few different strategies I've seen with, and I'm not unionized. I've, I'm, I've never been in a union. Um, but I always enjoy seeing the strategies that corporate takes with trying to dissuade employees that it's a mistake. Oh, yeah. And there are usually a couple of big angles I see. One of them is trying to tell them that, oh, well, you're going to lose all this money paying dues. That's one strategy. 
They've gone with the other strategy, which is, oh, but your ability to self-negotiate is going to go away. For most people who are employees, they are terrible at self-negotiation. Yeah. I'm not good at self-negotiation. I think I've only ever flat out asked for a raise in my in my life twice. Once when I was an hourly worker at a bank when I was in high school, and only because I found out someone else was making more than me. And and back then they told me I wasn't supposed to know that, which is also a violation. Which is also illegal. And um <sighs> and then at my old job at one point when I, I did some checking around and saw that I was making below market and I went and I said I want more money because it wasn't happening without me doing right. it. But most people, they are not negotiators. That's not what their jobs are. And so this notion that somehow they're going to get a worse deal with the union collectively bargaining is quite frankly, regardless of your position on unions, I feel laughable. The collect, there's the collective strength of it always gives the better position. Always. So it's just how it works, which because is why currently the, the Activision's the collective. They have the advantage. Right, because when they're when they're dealing directly with a single person and negotiating with a single person, they can find reasons to get rid of that single person, and then they don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. They've always got the bigger hammer. They can always do whatever they want when you're negotiating against everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a level playing field. Yeah, and uh, and the ability for a union, which is what part of the dues are for, to say, hey, if you don't agree to our terms. We're going to strike and we have funds to pay people so they can survive through the strike. Currently, everyone, like, what would you do? You couldn't even strike if you, like, you could try. It yeah. probably won't work. You wouldn't get enough people unified for it because the only people that can strike are those that have the savings to do it. Hence the Indiegogos and such. Correct. It's the only other way. You'd need outside support. You can only last. It's like a siege on a castle. Your supplies determine how long you can weather that siege at your right. or your castle. Yeah. No, that, and that's. And that's so, one of the whole things. So, so yeah, uh, not not the best looking email to send out. Yeah, it's it's as if that wasn't enough. A female Activision Blizzard employee held a press conference with her lawyer uh, earlier this week, describing some of the sexual harassment at the company. Mm. Uh, she describes groping and requests for sex from her supervisors, uh, frequent comments about her body. And when she went to management with the complaints, she was told, don't go to HR. And nothing illegal has actually been done here. Okay. Huh. So. Which is the same kind of thing we've been hearing. Right. That's from the start of the initial suit. But this is from an actual, this is more than just the suit. This is an actual person stepping forward uh, with the claims. Um, she claims after reporting the harassment to the company, uh, she was demoted, uh, denied, uh, profit sharing and stock opportunities and received minimal raises in her four years there Hmm. after filing the complaints. Um, she has demanded an extension, an expansion to the Activision Blizzard settlement with the federal government, which created, we spoke about the $18 million slush fund fund. uh, to $100 million and has also requested that victim advocates be included in the organization and and distribution process. Yeah. You know what I mean? Disbursement. Disbursement process. Thank you. Uh, She has also called for an apology from the company to victims. And she has called for a neutral third party to be brought in to assess career damages caused by the company's practices with those damages to be properly compensated. 
Hmm. So it's just another bit of the ongoing saga that is building up. Yeah. And it just continues to paint a terrible, terrible picture of Activision Blizzard. Uh, and it's not in the notes here because I saw it this morning after I wrote my notes, but I never punched it in. There has been a call uh, from the SOC Investment Group. They advise uh, union pension funds, uh, has asked Coca-Cola to not renominate Bobby Kotick to its board. Oh, is he on their governing He's board? He's on their governing board as oh. well. So, uh, in a letter to their board on Thursday, uh, the SOC said Kotick bears primary responsibility for the longstanding frat boy corporate culture at Activision. But basically, yeah, they're just, they don't want him to continue to be part of Coca-Cola's board. And I think it's something that would be very realistically possible, uh, for him to be pulled from the Coca-Cola board. Uh, he's been a director for Coca-Cola since 2012. Hmm. Well, if they need uh, someone, I, I'm available to serve on the Coca-Cola board. I drink a lot of Coke Zero. Don't tell them I'm drinking the Dr. Pepper right now. Though. Yeah, we won't. Okay. I'm drinking Coke. That's true. You could be on their board. I could be on their board. It'd be fun. I would accept board money. Yes. I think they do pay their board members, so. I would hope so. Most nonprofits <laughs> don't. All my boards I've ever worked with are fall right. And it's like, thanks for, that's why I always have But Coca-Cola is not a nonprofit. No. So, I would hope it's, they pay their board. Yeah, I, I'm sure they do. So, uh. We did receive an email, uh, updating the, me and Dennis about the, uh, press conference with a link to the press conference when it first happened from, from Chris. Uh, but later in the interview or later in the interview, later in the email, he included some questions that I rather felt were kind of important. I think we should probably talk about real quick. And I'm just going to read this, that little portion of the email. Uh, serious question. Does Activision Blizzard cesspool culture make you want to swear off their products or do you abhor their horribleness but still buy their wares anyway? Uh, and I'm really struggling with supporting them going forward given that they don't seem to take all of this as a teaching moment and improving. Do I need to throw out all of Blizzard on what might be a few bad apples? Will taking my dollars elsewhere actually make them drive change? So, I think taking your dollars elsewhere will always drive change. Um... But I also think it's a decision that everybody has to make for themselves how they feel on things. Mm. But this is just me being cynical. I don't think enough people care to take enough money away from Activision Blizzard to make it matter. Logistically, I think you're correct. Um, so, I mean, and that pragmatism needs to be, you know, that's part of the factor. Uh, my My statement would be I would not feel guilty playing blizzard games if you enjoy them these are and to me it kind of goes back to pinball and john trudeau <laughs> yeah it's like these are teams do you do you punish an entire group over the bad apple scenario that chris laid out and for some people they they have to right like, i knew people who had they sold their creatures and, and their trudeau games because they're like he was the main designer i don't i just can't own it anymore and i get that i, I totally understand and for me, like, I, I haven't been playing Blizzard games lately, but it's not because of this. Um, will I not buy Blizzard games in the future because of what's going on? Maybe, but currently I'm not, I'm not committing to that. Uh, yeah. Because in my, my mind, the people that work there, I mean, it's, it's, it's like a catch 22. It's like, if you don't, are we, do we just want Activision to fail and go away? Is that the goal? Cause if so, then don't buy. If the goal is reform, 
I'm not sure that we can really have much of a say on it. In part because there's no organized like boycott that I'm aware of. To seriously put a big right. <clears throat> what I think in this case, specific to Activision Blizzard, is there are legal issues regarding the harassment that have come up. That is what's going to affect the change. It is. Those lawsuits, the governmental interventions, that's where the change will come from. And their stock price has already suffered. That can help put pressure as well. But given the nature of the board and everything else and their support for Bobby, like if your goal is to get rid of Bobby, I don't think we ultimately will get, we can't put a thumb on the scale enough to do it. Their games are too popular for more, most people. And again, going back to pinball, uh, there are plenty of people who have done some pretty negative things in the hobby and they get a pass because people in the end want their game. Right. Also that are still involved. And so as long as humans are always willing to look past stuff because they want to play, it is what it is. And I can't say I'm above it. Oh, I know I'm not. There are plenty of game studios that have probably done some bad things that I don't even know about and I still play their games. I just don't know. And part of, and part of that's on me because I don't research it. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. And I, it's, it's, it's come across, I've thought about it too. And it's like, do I, when there's a special event, should I play Overwatch to let them know I still care and I want, I want an Overwatch too? Cause I do. And I want to enjoy this world and what they've tried to do and all the good things that came out of it. But on the flip side, it's like, you guys are moving your change really slow here. And I feel like I should be kicking you in the seat of your pants to help get you to go along. But I don't feel like I have any strength to do it. Right. So yeah, it's a struggle. Uh, it's just an individual decision that people like. I don't judge people one way or the other on it. Um, yeah, I, it, it's completely. Un- you can buy and say you're still supporting the good people that work there. You cannot buy and say you're punishing the company because they're not making effective change. And you're right in both instances. Yeah, and that's I, the weird reality that we live in. Yeah, that's, that's and that's kind of where it is because there's uh, outside the video game industry. I mean, there are authors and actors and actresses and musicians that are bad people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, okay, I won't say the bad people. I disagree with their personal beliefs and stances on certain things. And some of them, especially on social media, have said stuff that I consider to be very horrendous. At the same time, I still enjoy their music. Some of them have still written book series that I consider some of my favorite book series of all time. Some of them are still in movies that I love. And... I have a hard time ignoring that because of that person's uh, steaming pile of garbage. Right. It's a. It's one of the. They call it separating the art from the artist. Right. And and I think people usually are on a scale about like when can they no longer do that and when can they do that. Right. Because it's. I think it, it depends on a lot of, of a lot of various factors. So so yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, one of the things I guess I would suggest to Chris and others though, if you feel you know. You can do the the meme of why not both. You buy a game and then kick in money into the Indiegogo to support those striking employees right. and say, you know what? I, I really want to play this. Uh, I think it shows that I still care, but I'm going to put money where my mouth is. And that's one of my, I'm not going to get on my big soapbox, but here's like, one of the, to me, like the least helpful thing. And I don't mean it like, it's not harmful, but is the old, and a lot of people do it now. I, I used to call it plastic patriotism. Back with, uh, during the Gulf War, when you'd see people that they put on the little yellow ribbon stickers on yep, the bumpers. I remember and stuff, that. And that, that, that acted like it was some big, you know, it was nothing. You basically paid nothing and you're just doing this. It's, 
just to show you you care. I think they call it virtue. Yeah, it's putting virtue that little. It's putting that little filter right. over your 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 Facebook. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, profile picture that says I stand with whatever. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we see that. Yeah. Now on it's usually on social media, people will make the tweet or the post, the Facebook message going, you know, there needs to be more, you know, fair, you know, there needs to be not, not, there needs to be no sexual harassment. Well, I agree with you, but your statement does nothing. You've done nothing. You right. contributed nothing. You've not actually advanced the conversation. In fact, you didn't hurt anything. But you didn't help anything, in my view. You didn't help anything either. You want to help something? Give some money to some victim groups. That's all. Yeah. I'm not saying you need to go out and protest and hold up a sign in front of Activision Blizzard, but you can put your money where your mouth is if you want change. That's the big, honestly, in my view, that's the biggest thing you can do is you have means, put money to it. If you don't have means, do in kind. And otherwise, you can be supportive and not take any of those steps and don't, like, I've known people that have, bog themselves down in almost like this guilt that they're not doing enough. There are so many good causes in the world. You cannot service, you cannot service them all. No. And I, and I've seen, actually I've seen people like literally like in emotional pain over this. And they're like tearing their hair out. Like I, am I, this came up with a, with a a streamer uh, I know uh, when Twitch was doing the boycott Mm -hmm. and someone had criticized that they didn't do any streaming on the boycott day, but someone had criticized them for announcing a stream on the boycott. The day of the boycott, they announced that in a couple of days they were doing a stream. Yeah. And I got criticized and the person like was second guessing themselves. And they're like, you know, did I, was that wrong? Did I, was I too, was I too callous? And um, my, my kind of flippant uh, and unrelated response was, well, you know, I could have looked and said, when you promoted all that, about the boycott because you did you promoted the you know taking part in the boycott i could have just as easily come in and said why didn't you spend that time fighting global warming yeah you see and i'd been right you didn't do anything to help the environment during that entire period and if you had done that i'd get you on something else because there's always something there's always something don't bury yourself so deep into trying to right all the world's wrongs you are not to be a negative you are incapable of solving all the world's problems as an individual. And in fact, you are incapable of even involving yourself in all of those causes. Just, there's not enough time. And if you gave it all up, you would burn yourself out and you would hate your life because you would have sort of like one of the things is sometimes I've had people ask, like, why do I not weigh in more on pinball controversies? I think we kind of do quite a bit, honestly, I on the podcast. I always thought we'd be but, pretty good. But, but, you know, it, like but... on the social media, I've had that. Right. Kind of, like, why don't you say more publicly? And it's like, it's a hobby for me. And at the end of the day, you take too much fun out of it. I'm not going to do it anymore. Right. I, as we both actually do public service as our careers. Yes. You know what? I think to be selfish, I think we give enough already. Yeah. I think we do enough for the people. So I need it. I need some me time too. Mm-hmm. So in all of this, you know, evaluate all of that. You feel strongly. There are things you can do to help and just consider doing that. Right. And you can still buy stuff would be my answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's the thing is, and I consider it. Yeah, my job is entirely about the environment. My job is one hundred percent about the environment. That's my entire career is about the environment. And so when like when I do donate money, I I don't donate it to environmental causes for the most part because I'm doing my part for the environment. In my mind, I'm doing my part. Mm-hmm. So I donate my money to other causes that I feel are important that I don't directly affect already on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just, you have to pick your battles. Yeah. 
And, th- and I think that's the important part of it, is pick the battles, do what's important to you. You shouldn't feel guilty about playing games that you enjoy just because they came from Activision Blizzard or some other company that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Now, if you f- now, if you feel bad, I mean, you shouldn't feel guilty because you enjoy the games. Right, right. If you, if you feel guilty and you don't want to play the games because of it, that is perfectly right, okay. Right. Vote with your wallet. Vote with that, your wallet. That's, that's perfectly okay. But at no point should you be like, I'm really having fun with this, but I shouldn't be having fun with this yeah. because don't hate yourself bad. for enjoying a good game. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> that's, there's not, all you'll do is make yourself miserable and you won't affect any change. Either. Yeah. Yeah. No. So. Okay. There, I th- now we solved the world's problems. Oh, we're really oh, good. Man, it was so easy. That was man. I think you'll definitely be on the Coke board. I think so. After that, I th- I, th- I think we'll definitely be on the Coke board. Both of us will be on the Coke board together. First thing I'm doing is getting rid of the polar bear commercials because those are vicious animals and they shouldn't be made adorable. <laughs> you know what I'm what I'm going to do? I'm going to push on bringing back the cinnamon Coke they had for one Christmas year, and it was amazing. And I never they tried. Never it. had it again. Never tried it. It was amazing. Maybe it's good that I don't know the true joy. I'm sad. I look for it every Christmas now, and it's never there because it died. Okay, let's talk about happy video game things. Okay, well, now we can go on and talk about happier things. Um, happy. <laughs> the big thing to talk about, like we alluded to at the beginning of the episode, is the 2021 Video Game Awards. Um, video Game Awards are not necessarily happy and fun. I, I'm not a big fan. Uh, and I've not watched them in years. They could get through the awards in 10 minutes. And most of that is actually the acceptance speeches. Yeah. They go I mean, that quick. And that, that's good. That means it's gotten a lot better because I just never cared mm-hmm. before. The only thing I care about are the reveals because it's all about the reveals. So let's talk about some of the reveals. Okay. I, you, I don't know that I have all of them in I'll, here. I'll name any that, uh, that you didn't list that I want to talk about. I've already looked through it. You got almost all of the ones I wanted to touch on. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. So. I'm going to open with my second favorite out of the whole thing, Homeworld 3. And when it came up, I actually said, that's a Tony game, if I remember. Very much a Tony game. It uh, it looked somewhat familiar to me, but I don't think I ever played it. Yes. I've played all of the... I played Homeworld. I played the Homeworld DLC. I played Homeworld 2. Uh, I've played Homeworld with lots of heavy modding. I love the Homeworld games. Homeworld 3 looks amazing. The game footage, it looks like Homeworld. Uh, I'm excited for it. It, it, It's a game that since its initial announcement, I've been looking forward to. So having actual gameplay footage just helps because you watch it and it's just like, that's Homeworld. And that makes me happy. Yay. Yay. Um, Also, there was a release from Quantic Dream. Uh, They're the developers of Detroit. Become Human and Heavy Rain. Not played Heavy Rain. I did play Detroit Become Human. Uh, it was a very interesting game. Mm. Uh, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, uh, considering I was of the opinion that it was just a um, show off the PS. Oh, you saw like a tech demo? It was like, yeah, I considered it a tech demo, which it was very much a tech demo, but it was a te- enjoyable tech demo, in my opinions. Uh, it was just a cinematic trailer, but they put out a cinematic trailer for Star Wars Eclipse. Now, part of the my concern with this is I've seen plenty of really good cinematic trailers for Star Wars games that were then like and this canceled. did look this did look great. It looked great. No gameplay because it's just a cinematic trailer, but it's High, a, High Republic period. Yes, High Republic period that puts it a couple hundred years before the prequel games mm-hmm. or prequel movies. 
is the typically considered the High Republic. I think for their current, they're releasing books and comic books now in what they call the High Republic, and I think it's at 200 years before okay. um, the prequel movies. So that's where there's most of their current High Republic settings are. Uh, but the cinematic trailer looked awesome. Mm, yeah, no. And we saw like two other Star Wars trailers as well. And this was easily the most oh, impressive. Oh, yeah. This was the one. This, that, that's why I, this is the one I wanted to bring up. This is right. the one that but I was As like, you've noted, we've seen so many great looking Star Wars things get canceled. Yeah. The, but this is the one I'm hopeful for. Um, Sonic Frontiers. It's an open world Sonic yeah, game. Yeah, no, it, it was, it was like, okay, someone was taking notes during Breath of the Wild and was like, it's what, we got it. Oh, and I actually, and I wondered, and did Mario Odyssey? Cause it always seems like Sonic's always chasing Mario. Right. Right. And it, it does. And that's the thing that got me was when they started, I'm like, well, I'm not a big fan of Sonic, so it doesn't really matter to me. And then they started showing the stuff and I'm like, this is Breath of the Wild. <laughs> did they just mod Breath of the Wild? Sonic of the Sonic Wild. in it. Wow! <laughs> just wait for him to ride a horse at the end yeah, of the fight, Robotnik. <laughs> and for them to get crazy power-ups. So. That's right. And spend this whole time throwing stuff into the campfire to cook yeah. speed food. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it looked, yeah, it looked like Breath of the Wild. It looked I, like Breath of the Wild. Probably not. That's what stood I'm out gonna, to me. I'm gonna I, want, I but, wouldn't get it. I'm not a huge Sonic person. But some people are. I'm actually more excited about the Sonic 2 movie, movie trailer, trailer they showed yeah. than the game. I've not seen the first one. I heard it was actually really it, good for I think a video like game it. movie. I think you'd like it. It's I've fun. just not, I've just not Jim had Carrey a to watch the, it. There's a lot of scenery chewing in it. Well, the, so. I they, don't think a movie like that could work without the scenery chewing. And I did I like the required. voice actor for the for the Sonic uh, movie character who did you know, come out and and was part of his little spiel he was doing to the audience, did say, oh, and thank you guys for like writing into us about the teeth and stuff, because I think we made some good, t- I think those were good changes. <laughs> you had some good ideas. This is like, I don't know, just the fact that he looks like Sonic helps it so much yes. versus whatever that whatever that original thing was. Uncanny yeah. Valley creature. That, that, that looked like they were doing, like it was like a early, early tech. Really, where they just had to do the half leap, half like, done Why did they give him the chattery teeth, though? Yeah. Anyway, it was anyway, weird. Anyway. Um, another one that I was very, very excited for, not because of what it is, but because of what it uses. Yeah. Is. Because we didn't see much. We didn't see much. It was, I mean, and nothing, I mean, it was just basically a, the super teaser teaser trailer for Wonder Woman. Mm. But the thing is, is it's done by Monolith Productions, who did Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and Shadow of War. Very good games. Very good games. I've really enjoyed that. And part of it is, yes, I am a, I am a Lord of the Rings fanboy. We all no. know this. No. I'm, no. I didn't know. Chop off my man, but I'm, <laughs> I'm back. I'm back, baby. But, uh, but the, uh, you know, the game mechanics of it in and of itself are really yes. interesting. And, I always I loved the Nemesis system, and they have and, said Wonder Woman will have and that's the Nemesis exciting. system. I've been surprised. The Nemesis system to me was so innovative. I'm surprised we haven't seen anything other than those two Mortar games with. Yeah, it. and I've never understood that. It is such. It gives you so much buy-in when you're in the middle of a fight, and this character that you know you kill shows up, scarred as heck, missing an arm, and pissed off and way stronger than he was Mm -hmm. comes after you it is a whole nother level because you never know what guy you killed will come back Mm -hmm. and you've i've had guys pop up in the nemesis system where i was sure i had that guy killed like three times 
And he just comes back and is like wearing a mask and half his face gone and an arm missing. And he shows up with like 70 guys yeah. and, 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 and it's just insane. And it, it's such an innovative and interesting thing that the fact that it's not used more. There's a lot of single player games I've played where I think the use of the Nemesis system would make them even better than they already yeah. are. Yeah. And, and though, while I, I love the system, much like Lord of the Rings and the Mordor games, Wonder Woman's my favorite DC character. So this resonates as well. So this is, this is going to be a buy for me. Yeah. It's going to be a buy. I can understand. I so, will wait to see how it is because I'm not a huge DC person. And even in DC, I'm not a huge Wonder Woman person. I was almost more of a Green Lantern person. Mm-hmm. If I was, but if I, hey, there's it, a movie you should see. I, I've uh, seen it. Okay. <laughs> I've seen it. I seem to recall seeing it in theaters mm. with you. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I hope maybe your memory wasn't quite that good. I can't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, but I can remember <laughs> what, that. But what about second Wonder Woman breakfast? Soul. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, um, so sad. Alan Wake Two was announced. This is the game I'm most excited for. Of I'm the, not of, surprised. I was called 83 of the Game Awards. Alan Wake was a game. I, I, I got it. I loved that it was a survival horror look. And when I got it, I was really nervous that I was going to find the flashlight thing because you have to shine your mm-hmm. flashlight to weaken the guys who could actually kill them. I thought I was going to find it too gimmicky and stupid and frustrating. And actually, I really liked the whole game. It had weird humor in it. It had the survival horror stuff. The flashlight mechanic was really well integrated. And I, like many people, aside from some like arcade stuff, like Xbox 360 arcade had some spinoff things, was convinced that we would never get another Alan Wake. Right. Well, see, and, and Alan Wake is one of those games that I slept on until after you talked so highly about it. Then I picked it up and I played it when I got it on like a Steam sale. And I agree with you. That game was way more fun than it had any right to be. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I ever thought I would. I'm not a huge survival horror type guy. I know you're like a big Resident Evil person. I'm not a huge. The new Res- ones. I know. Right. right. I'm not a huge. I like, yeah. I like survival. Yeah. So. I, I'm not huge. I don't hate it. It's not, it doesn't bother me. They just, survival horrors don't necessarily. Fear's the only emotion I know anymore. <laughs> Fear's all that It's the only way left. I can feel. <laughs> Sometimes I just stab my hand just to feel something. <laughs> feel something. <laughs> Sorry, all the feeling. So, so yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, this was a nice surprise. It was a very. I, I think uh, it blindsided a lot of I, people. I, I, Definitely yeah. me. I'd not heard any rumors about it or anything. It was out. It was completely out of left field to me. Um, we got the first trailer for the Halo live action TV show. Yeah, I still have no idea what to, if it's going to be good or not. Who knows? If they're going to Cowboy Bebop this and kill oh, that for a season. They might. Well, no, maybe, probably not. This is, it is on Paramount Plus. Mm. So they'll put terrible stuff together and just okay. roll with it for four or five seasons <laughs> okay. because they've got nothing else. Okay. Uh, they, they've got, they have to have something other than Star Trek to get people to buy into Paramount Plus because nothing else is worthwhile. Not that the Star Trek's really worthwhile, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see. I'm hoping that they polish up some of the effects a little better. The, uh, the suits looked a little rough to me, but overall it's a TV series with a budget that you have to expect. We'll see. It could be, I'm not a huge 
Halo lore person, so I'm not deeply invested in this one, but knowing how big Halo is with so many people, this has a chance to be massive. Yeah. Um, we already kind of talked about it. The, uh, uh, the, we got the trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie. Um, Knuckles looked awesome. That, the scene they showed with Knuckles. The was all, my only disappointment amazing. was Knuckles didn't say, I'm here to cancel the Sonic apocalypse because <laughs> Idris Elba's voicing him. <laughs> I just, that's like his best line from his, from one of his movies. So I just wanted it. Uh, yeah, no, I think yeah, it'll be fun. Idris Elba is honestly one of my favorite actors mm-hmm. out there right now. And he's starting to be, uh, I in think a he, lot of yeah, stuff, uh, which is good because I think he's really good. And actually, I went back and saw his, his work on The Wire, which is the mm-hmm. earliest work of his I've seen, which yeah. is really impressive. I liked him on, um, oh, what was that British show? Uh, oh yeah, Luther. Luther. That's really that good. That was a really a good weird, Very uh, atypical police style. Very much. Show. That was the one, that was the first place that I really saw mm. him because I was watching a bunch of British, mm. uh, uh, different British shows on Netflix at one time and that came up yeah. as one of them. And no. I watched it and that's where, that's where he first really popped onto my radar. I think I watched that after I watched The Wire because I said, oh, wait, he's got this British show. Yeah. Um, and it was on Amazon Prime for a while. So I was able to see all of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good too. That's a really good I show. I really enjoyed that. Anyway. No, Idris is awesome, so I'm sure Knuckles is awesome by default. Just by default. Yep. Um, they're putting out a 4X Dune game. Again, blindsided by this. Though, in a way, it makes sense. It Dune, makes total sense. The old Dune RTS is like, was yeah. seen as the, a pioneer of the genre. It was. It was very And much. I remember playing it. It was a good game. Yeah. The, the Dune and Dune 2. And, and I think I remember Dune, Dune 2. And more. then there was Dune 2000, which we don't really like right, talk right. about. Right, we don't talk about. But... They were, they were, they were pioneers. Stuff that, stuff that became common, especially yeah. with like Command and Conquer and, 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 and the Warcraft games. A lot of that stuff started in Dune. A lot of the, yeah, a lot of the RTS tropes you know today come from Dune. Right. So, uh, then moving with, with, with the political level of Dune and everything, then moving it into a 4X type game makes total sense. Uh, we'll see how, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I, I'm really interested in it. Um, uh, it is from some of the stuff I've see, uh, seen and from reading online, um, since some of the, the symbology and stuff they show in is different. They think it's the Dune license, but not the movie license. I mean, I'm okay with that. Which is but, fine. But, I, I, I think that's absolutely fine. There's no, there's no yeah. problem with that. And again, you're, it's mostly controlling units. It's not. Right. It's, so it doesn't matter. It's, you it's not an FPS. You don't, <laughs> you don't need, need to look at Linda's exactly. face. Um, and then another thing. That, John, that came out to me was also out of left field for me. Dramatic Labs, who I'd never heard of before, but they're apparently a new right. studio made up of a bunch of old Telltale people, mm-hmm. uh, are making a Star Trek game. And when I saw this, I I said, oh, wow, I really would like to play a Star Trek game. Yeah. Because the only one I've really known about is that VR one. Right. There's the VR one. Uh, there's been a couple others in the last, like, 20-ish years. Uh, Star Trek games, but almost all of them have been either uh, RTSs. Right. That's all I could think of. Right. Or there was one um, Dark Frontiers. It was an FPS, so hmm. it was all like combat heavy. And this seems kind of more like a throwback to some of the old, you know, like the Star Trek 25th anniversary edition back on the, in the mid-90s, where it was more... You know, you're exploring stuff and, you know, studying civilizations and it's less about 
the just straight combat all the time. Yeah, this was, seemed to really be emphasizing your like leadership decisions and the right. outcomes, which again, being ex Telltale would make sense because they're very de- decision tree style game. game so play. yeah, I'm mean, I, I, I'm really interested for that one, uh, and 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 then the most important one to me. Uh, fascists get ready. It was for the fascists <laughs> to get ready. Yeah. Uh, they announced Space Marine 2. And we were just recently talking about like, Space like last Marine. last episode. Because such a or good episode. We all played ago. it on 360. Right. And you've been, you've got it again for PC. I've got right? it again for PC because it was on sale on Steam. It was a Steam's really good autumn game. sale. It was really on sale, good. like really cheap. The anniversary edition that comes with everything. Uh, I, I mean, cheap for what it is because it is way overpriced. The anniversary edition is like 50 bucks. Mm. But on sale, they brought it down to like 20. But still, it's, it, it's just a really good game. It is my favorite 40k game. Uh, yeah, I played like an RTS 40k game and I mm-hmm. played that and I, I, it was just, you got all the cool, you know, space marine combat sets and stuff. And right. it, it had a story to it that even as someone who doesn't know 40k, I was able to follow and, right. and, and very much in the vein of the things we've seen with the new Doom games, it had, Oh, you need health. You do executions to get health. Mm-hmm. So it very much has some of the things that have become really popular with the new Doom games in it wrapped in the 40k lore. And it's just, yeah. No, I'm super excited. Yeah, no, that it looked it looked really good and I I I am looking forward to uh to to seeing it. Uh I'll probably want to play that one just cuz I enjoyed the first one so much. Right. So those were what you highlighted in the notes. So I said I only had a couple other ones okay. I was going to throw out. So one was, and I, I mentioned it a little bit before, Telltale, which has also been revived itself as a studio, has an Expanse game right coming out where you play as uh, what's her name, Bobby, or is it? No, it's uh, uh, the uh, the the Boomer, uh, the Belter lady. Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, Droger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her. She actually was actually in the audience and came up and spoke about. She didn't do her Belter accent, but, <laughs> but, yeah, see, but I, I she's my favorite character. I completely missed. She's my favorite that. side character. It, it, she's not on the. She's not on the. Yeah, the, the what's it? Rasenate. Am I saying it right? The Rasenate. Yeah. She's not one of the Rasenate crew. Right. She's known for being uh, the you know with uh, the at the space station, really. Right. But then her role was really increased, and in, as it's gone along. Yeah, I totally when it, that when I was looking at the list of stuff announcements, I totally missed that one yeah. somehow. So you'll you'll probably want to go and check it out because yeah, it's a telltale like that's part of when she was doing the stuff. I think before the setting of the right, she was doing her dark Belter work. Sort of that thing. would and, and so, that would be a really good type story and, for a telltale. And I want to see game. I want to see what the new telltale is like. I, and, yeah, hopefully it's with with Expanse good. wrapping up now and it's just started its final season. Right, um, I I'm looking forward to just. Enjoying a character like that. And I was, you know, I was really disappointed when, when Telltale went away, uh, because I enjoyed so many other than the need for them to just finally move on to a new engine. That was, I think, their biggest problem. That, and they kind of saturated, carpet bombed the gaming world with too many. It's almost like people felt like there were just too many Telltale games constantly coming out because all they could turn them out pretty quick. Right. Uh, but some of them, like, Tales from the Borderlands. Is it was it, great. Like the, it's it's hilarious. It's really worth playing. The very first Walking Dead one is a really good, yes, uh, it really is. good. That story was my telling. first Telltale. And game. in fact, I think both of the Batmans are really strong. I've not played the Batmans. So. And and let us not forget um, the uh, the the fairy tale one. That's pretty good too. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm uh, thinking, uh, uh, whatever the wolf. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep wanting to say the wolf of Wall Street, but I know it's not right. I know it's not right. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was one uh, one of the highlights, and then another one that stood out to me is um, I don't know, I don't remember the name of it. I'm gonna call it Assassin's Creed Golem. I don't know if you saw the trailer. I did. Okay. There is a game where it appears you play as Golem and you're like killing orcs and stuff. And he's just like going, I don't, it's sort of like these filthy orcs, I must kill them. And he like pours a forge of liquid hot metal <laughs> on one. And, and it's just like, yes, that's just kills them all. And I was like, I want, I don't know. If that's the whole game. I want it to be, I want to be Golem and I want to just kill. <laughs> full golem full, full on golem. golem we must find the precious yes Mary freezes us no I freezes you you never go full golem <laughs> we'll, we'll see if it, if it works or not graphically it looked pretty cool and it's kind of like okay well if I'm not getting more nemesis system in Mordor then let me just be golem yeah do what we all know golem was a big old murderer you know, a and big old wanna, murderer and okay make it be orcs so we don't feel bad but whatever so well that's the prologue in the prologue yeah. you kill your friend yeah my first friend <laughs> it's my birthday precious Share it. <laughs> so anyway, so those were a couple others that just kind of stood out to me. Oh, I guess the third one I'd mentioned that we'd seen it before, so it wasn't a big one. I keep, again, I'm sure I should have wrote down the names. Uh, uh, Furry Zelda. They opened with Furry oh, Zelda, yeah. which I hadn't heard anything from in a while. I hadn't heard anything. That's getting, that's like an indie, little right. small team. Yeah, I, thing, I, so. I, I did see something about that. I just didn't. That's it, coming it out. didn't trip my yeah. thing. Um, and there was another, I don't know if I'll get it or not. There was a DLC Island announced for Cuphead, which is supposed to be the last, I guess, of the stuff for Cuphead. Again, like animation looks awesome. Cuphead is so brutal. It is. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I don't, don't, I cleared the first island and I think it's it, too hard probably for me to finish. So. Yeah. I, I never finished it. So. And I, I don't think I will. It, it's, but it's but quite it's beautiful. A, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Beautiful. Feat. It's incredible. It's feat. just, I don't have the skill set for it anymore. I think I'm too slow. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about was just uh pointing out that Final Fantasy fourteen has like doubled its player base since July. Won a game award. And it, it, I think for best ongoing support. Yes, for best ongoing support of the game. Uh in the in Walker expansion came out and they're having like login time problem login queue problems. Oh, this has probably been terribly impactful on you. No. Oh. <laughs> it would have been terribly I actually I played Final Fantasy XIV so hardcore from when I started in like the end of May up until like October. It was about all I played, uh, that I've taken a break since just before we went to Chicago, uh, where I've just logged in a couple of times. I haven't played real hardcore like I was, uh, and I've just played other things and, and, and cause I was getting burned out. Right. I, I was powering through storylines and doing stuff and I was just getting to a point where it's just like, ah, uh, ah, uh, I'm just, I'm burned out. I want to play some other games. Uh, but with Endwalker out, I'm going to be going back into it. I've just basically been waiting for this giant surge. When I first started hearing about all of the problems with the login lines, it's like, I'll just wait for the surge to end and for them to get this problem corrected. Uh, so I'll be going back to it. I just, uh, yeah, I needed to take a break before I just burned out completely and just went, ah, goodbye. Yep. So well, that happens. But, uh, I, I, I think it's awesome that it's for, for, Coming from where Final Fantasy XIV started to the point where they had to pretty much recode and make a new game and release it with the same name 
to become what it is is amazing. It's probably the greatest turnaround story in gaming that I know of. Yeah, I can't think of a better one. Uh, it, yeah, especially with just how popular it has gotten in the mm. last year. Uh, it's just amazing. So, but I think that's it. All right. We did it. We, 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 we should talked be back about in, a lot. Yeah. We should be back just after Christmas. So like two weeks in a day. Yes. I think. And we'll probably have a little bit more. St- I, we might have a pinball announcement by then if the rush rumors are true. I keep hearing December. So, uh, but it, it wouldn't be the first time they did a weird release right at the end of the year mm-hmm. like that. But if people want to reach out to us with any questions or comments, you can always email eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail.com or go to facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast and shoot us a message. Uh, we're available on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram as eclectic underscore gamers. We don't do a lot there because we're no. not huge social media people. Yeah, we're for minor um, social media people. Uh, no, I, no I, could, I might start looking into some stuff and posting some stuff on the grams about for hipster Dennis. Maybe yeah. I'll find maybe, some man bun not. hairstyle. Maybe, maybe, maybe we'll start putting out some stuff about some clothing options to properly outfit no. hipster I Dennis. I don't think this is going to be a thing. Options. I don't think this will be a thing. Um, um, maybe, maybe, maybe a nice shooter rod on the inside of the arm. Uh, 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 just, you know, we'll look yeah, into it. Sure. We'll look sure into you it. Will. Sure. You will. <laughs> so, uh, until uh, next time, my name is Dennis. I'm Tony. Goodbye, everybody. See ya.